morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. What's up, bitches? Welcome back to Monthly Moments with Mar and Britt. I'm Mar. And I'm Britt. <laughs> and we're here to recap our monthly goals. Um, and this month, we're going to talk about February and how it went for us um, and kind of go over what we're looking forward to doing in March and slaying more goals. Um, how was your February, Britt? I had a pretty good month. Um, I feel like... Uh, the month of February went by insanely fast, uh, but I feel like so much changed and happened. Uh, but my goal for February was to find balance with work and working out. And I do feel like I somewhat found that balance, but I tend to change things up pretty quickly. So I do feel like I'm still in the process of trying to figure that that out it, itself. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I feel like, you know, I feel like February has been it's been a pretty good month. It's working towards, you know, bigger long-term goals. So yeah, it flew by so fast. Like it really did. January was like the longest month ever. And then February just like went by so freaking fast. Um, my goals were pretty specific for February. Um, I wanted to become a member of the century club for Peloton. I did that, which was like, so awesome. I did a ride every single day until I hit a hundred rides, which is it, like amazing. It is. <laughs> that felt so rewarding. Um, and obviously I did that like in preparation for my surgery as well. I really wanted to be like in the best shape as possible. Um, my other goals were to eat anti-inflammatory for the month of February, which I did pretty good with that daily meditation, which mm, is still kind of a struggle for me, but putting the intention out there. Um, and then my last goal was to slay my recovery, which I got to say, I've been doing. You have been, I mean, you've been killing it. Recovery isn't easy regardless with any surgery. So yeah, seriously. So, so for you, for finding like a ba- like a work life balance, um, like what does that look like for you in February? Like, I know you got an actual Peloton bike, so that's oh pretty exciting. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, it's crazy because like, as you know, I tend to like change things like what I'm doing constantly. I'm I, the like... same way. I think that's why we get along. So well. we're just <laughs> like, like birds of a feather. Girl. Like, 
I literally, like, I tend to... Taking sharp left turns everywhere. Literally. (laughs) Literally. I mean, it's insane. I I find something I like. I almost become, like, like, I'm obsessed with it. And then two weeks later, I'm switching it up. And it's not, like, an intentional thing. That's just kind of, like, how I am. And so it was funny because I was doing the classes the peloton classes at the gym and um you know anytime i had any kind of sort of inconvenience at home because in my mind i really wanted to have a peloton but i also didn't want to spend the money uh but i would intentionally tell mario every time every time there was like the slightest inconvenience in my life i'm like if i had a peloton at home this wouldn't be (laughs) happening right now and so he's always like the supportive person that's like well, then just get one. But I was trying to hold off, but I wanted a reason for someone to tell me to get one so I could impulsively just buy it. And I guess he caught me on a good day and uh, I had a really good workout and I had that serotonin boost and I was at home and I was like, yeah, feeling good, feeling good. Let's see, you know, what a firm will approve me for. And, you know, I uh, paid $600 and a week later I had a Pelly in my house. Nice, <laughs> nice. And you and, still have like your your financial goals too. So how are those yeah. going? Yeah. So um, in terms of that, I'm still right on track. I'm coloring in my bubbles every every week. Um, there was a week where I almost didn't know if I was going to color one in, which would have been completely fine because I am three weeks ahead of schedule regardless. So um, the financial goals are going great. Um, what's even better is you know tax season is here and we um we will get like a little chunk of money back that we paid in throughout the year and that I plan on having going towards that as well so I mean if if the housing market was phenomenal right now I probably would consider trying to get pre-approved for something but right now (laughs) I'm, I'm in no rush and honestly like seeing what you guys are going through I don't think it'll happen that fast so yeah I'm, I'm in no rush becoming but. a buyer has become even more difficult because now rates are increasing like wildly like they've so we started our home buying process back in the fall mm-hmm. and we got pre-approved obviously and our interest rate has doubled since then even That's though our, our credit scores are well they're actually even better now than they were when we started the process but it doesn't matter like the interest rates are just going up but the thing about interest rates and uh, loans and mortgages and all that is it's like it's constantly changing. So even yeah. a few months from now, the market could look completely different. So if it's in my luck, I mean, hopefully it will, <laughs> because I'm like, I, I have friends down there and, you know, because I used to live down there and I see everyone at the beach and it's like. 30 degrees with snow on the ground still and I'm just like I mean I told you before I like the cold but I think it's to the point where I'm ready for that switch up now like I want to wear my new buff bunny bathing suit (laughs) 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 which I did buy I bought one um I've been being real good with purchases like that you know for my spending um but I did think that I deserved a new bathing suit plus I needed one so And, you know, just like anything, right? Like we talk about this with our wellness and our food and our fitness and everything. Like you can't be all or nothing, right? So like, yes, you have these financial goals and you're saving money. But if you completely restrict yourself and don't allow yourself to buy anything ever, like eventually that's going to like implode, right? Like eventually you're going to be like, fuck it, right? Because that's how how our brains work. So you got to be able to like treat yourself and sprinkle some things in, right? Exactly. And I know like, so this month, um 
I was a little bit looser with my spending than I was in January. January, I was pretty tight. Like, I was like, no Starbucks, nothing. This month, um, we finally got someone in our, well, we got my dad to babysit the kids and we had a night out and we spent, we spent a chunk of money when we went out that night, but we don't ever get to go out. So that's the way I view it. Like we never, like maybe once a year we go out. So yeah. it's nice to have that one-on-one time with each other. Uh, but so important. So, yeah, I mean, it really is. And you know what? Like, I get so focused on things that I enjoy doing in the moment. So like whether that be like working out or doing the Peloton or like making my cookies that like time is going by and we're not sitting there and having like any kind of like um, like emotional connections or doing things to like make our relationship stronger. And like I didn't realize that until we had our one on one time, like how like it was like we we're in two separate worlds you know what I'm do you do you get yeah. what I'm saying like totally I totally understand what you're saying like when you're in a, a relationship it's like you can become so disconnected even though you're like sharing the same bed and you see each other and you have like that your routine and your schedule but like you kind of forget that like your partner has a completely different like perception and experience and like when you're yeah. not coming together and like connecting on those things, sometimes you can have that disconnect. So I totally get that. Yeah. So I feel like we definitely needed that. But, um, you know, this this month we were, you know, we, we spent a little more than I did last month. Um, but it's fine because I'm still in tart, you know, I'm still, you know, where I want to be. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it. It is what it is. Um, when it comes to money, though, for this month, I also started investing which is really Ooh. scary um because I don't know what the hell I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> um I started investing my sister's fiance has been like a big investor and he always shares about everything with the stock markets with us all the time and he like makes really good money but he also knows what he's doing and I don't know what I'm doing but he's telling me what to do um so I um I invested a little bit of money into like a stock called met and holding um and i'm doing it through like the weevil app and i know because like a lot of the stock stock markets are crashing right now because of everything that's going on you know overseas uh so hopefully that'll bounce back up and that'll make me some more money but i don't know it's something that i'm trying like i know it's risky but it's something that i do want to learn because i've been reading up a lot of stuff on um you know how people can make more money in the long run and investing is like a big thing but I yeah it's really scary it's scary it is that's actually one of my goals for this year is to learn more about investing and to be better and to start investing more of my money because you're right like investing your money is a way to make your money work for you rather than (laughs) constantly working for money exactly um so it it is smart but you you it's good that you have someone that's like close to you you know Mm -hmm. that you know isn't gonna like steer you in the wrong direction or oh no no you to buy buy cryptocurrencies and nfts (laughs) 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 and investing in all these like scammy type things that are going on because you know that's uh, always been a huge part of like the investment world is obviously excuse me you have to have um like at least some type of guidance in what you're doing right like it's super overwhelming it is. And you know what? Like, you know how, like, we talk about, like, being obsessed with stuff? Well, like, here I am every two minutes checking the Weeble app, seeing it going up and down, up and down all day. I'm like, oh, my God, Mario just went down $20. I'm going to lose all my money. 
That is so it, funny. It you can't not... do that. That's like the opposite. Like you cannot do that. No, you can't. <laughs> Literally, my sister's fiance is like, stop watching it. You just gotta, in in quotations, ride the wave. It's yep. gonna go up and down at nighttime. It tends to go down. Like sometimes it goes up, but then you have to. Then he starts talking about averages and throwing in more money to re-average your money so when it goes up like I don't know I'm learning but I think like along with you like one of my long-term goals for this year is going to be to listen maybe listen to some more beginners podcasts on um, investing while I'm working on my cookies so that way I'm kind of like doing two things at once Uh, and maybe I don't know like really start looking into it because I just feel like the longer you put it off the longer you're putting off like you know long-term money you know, that you could be potentially making. So absolutely. It's just like everything else, right? The time is going to pass by either way. Exactly. It's like, like if we had been investing since like our early twenties, we probably would be in better financial situations right now. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. And like, now that I have kids, I want to know how to do these things because I want to start them where I wish I would have been like, I don't know. You get what I'm trying to say. I want to help them. I want to help them. And these are the, type of things that they should be teaching you in school it's almost like school I I don't mean to sound like conspiracy theorist but it's almost like it's set up to where you don't learn so that way only select people do get to figure this shit out I don't know it's it totally is American schooling is set up to uh, create good workers people who will just sit and do what they're told to do for five days a week for 40 hours a week minimum Mm-hmm. You know, like the, our schooling system is fucked, but we don't. It's insane. We don't it's need insane. to get into all that. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, conspiracy. I'm it's facts. Okay. <laughs> Especially Literally. for people like us who, you know, don't really function that way. Right. Yeah, like exactly. we're both that way where it's like, you know, we're always like interested in like the new thing or, you know, trying mm-hmm different ways of doing things um but that being said like I feel like we both really have found a way to like set goals and achieve them like because I know for me like growing up setting goals and actually working towards them was something that I struggled with so much because I was so like ooh, squirrel you know like (laughs) just so easily distracted (laughs) um but setting these goals and like really working towards them um, even when they're smaller goals. And I think also understanding that like setting goals doesn't mean that you're going to achieve every single goal. Even just the intention of setting the goal itself mm-hmm. um, is like so powerful, right? And like understanding that like you're not going to 100% achieve every single goal that you set, but in setting that goal, it could turn into something else, right? So like exactly. for me... In February, like I had that goal of hitting the Century Club, but like that didn't start out as my goal, you know, so my goal started out small. Um, Once I booked my surgery, I was like, okay, I knew I wanted to really like up my cardio because I fucking hate cardio and I don't really do it that much. Um, But I wanted to make sure that my heart health was at its peak. Um, So I was like, all right. I can do one ride every single day, even if it's just a five minute ride, right? Like, or a Mm -hmm. 10 minute ride. Like I can do that every single day. I'm capable of that, you know? And from that goal that was super attainable for me, it evolved into me being like, okay, this is, this is easy. I'm more than capable of doing this. I think I was at like 66 rides and I was like, okay, I'm at 66. I can totally hit a hundred 
that requires me to do 1.7 rides every day until my surgery. And that's totally something I can do. And I fucking did it, you know? Yeah, you did. And so, like, just even setting, like, a smaller goal, something that feels really attainable, like, once you start doing it, you're like, holy shit, like, I'm capable, I can do this. And then yeah. that that goal can evolve into something so much bigger, right? And I feel like, too, like, going into goals with an open mindset of, like, okay, like, like you're saying, if you don't reach it, that's fine, but it's going to lead, your path may not go in that straight direction. It can go left, it can go right, but it's going to lead you to the next thing regardless, and you'll you'll find it out when you get there. But I, I mean, I, I'm I 100% agree with you because I feel like I'm like an open mind. Like I have an open mind when it comes to to that type of stuff. I do get really fixed and focused on them. But if I don't reach it, it doesn't bother me. Um, more or less, I just kind of take it from where it's at and maybe it isn't going to go there, but I guess we find out when the time comes. You know? <laughs> totally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit as well about like the, my recovery so far, cause that's been a huge part of the end of my month. Um, mm-hmm. Right now I'm almost two weeks into recovery, which is like wild. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um, but, and I've been sharing obviously like on my Instagram saving everything there so you can go check that out um if you've missed anything but um there are things that like I haven't shared right (laughs) like and um one of the biggest things and I know like I I talk about like relationships right my relationship on this podcast a lot and like what that looks like and how um I grow and evolve with my partner as well um and I have to say like one of the one of the main questions I've gotten about surgery, besides how painful it is, um, is like, how did you deal with like the nerves, right? Like leading up to it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I have to say, like the day before I checked in my Airbnb, so I was like two days before my surgery. That is when the anxiety hit me, like bad. Mm-hmm. Like I felt pretty good leading up to that point, like really confident in my choice. Like I felt super prepared. But man, something about that morning, well, no, it was the day before because I checked in on Sunday and my surgery was on Monday. So that Sunday morning, like I woke up and I was like an anxious fucking mess. Panic mode. Like, <laughs> like panic mode. <laughs> yeah. Like, but you know the type of anxiety where you like, you have it, but like you're not really willing to like acknowledge it. You're like, no, I'm fine. Is it like, like for I'm you? Cool. Is it like like when you're on a roller coaster and you're like at the top and it like stops and like yes. you know it's about to drop like yes <laughs> so that's that is a perfect analogy that's literally what it is right you're like because oh, that's shit what I'm I really I'm really about to do this right <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I can relate to that yeah yeah I know that feeling yeah so I I did my ride that morning my last ride you know and I was all like just going through the motions right and then. My husband is also super anxious, right? Like, he's like, fuck, I don't know. Like, you know, he he has his own. Like, when you're in a partnership, like, someone going through something that big, like, it's going to affect the other person, right? Oh, yeah. Or, like, it should. It should. It doesn't. That's That's weird. Right, right. It's other person just like doesn't care. There's something going on. But, like, so both of us are, like, in this crazy, like, anxious state. And, like, it turned into a huge fight, right? Like, we just, like, were, like, not, we were not on the same page, you know? And, like, it it turned into, like, a huge blowout. And I think about, like, 
the past, like, uh, when we would get into something like that, like, it would just ruin probably the whole week. Like, fuck the whole day. Mm. Like, it would just, like, spill over, you know, and just, like, turn into something way bigger than it actually is. Yeah. And, you know, we both had to, like, sit down and be like, okay, why am I reacting this way? Like, why am I acting this way? Like, what is really fucking going on here? And I really had to have this, like, like, separate moment and then like this coming together moment where it was like okay this is a big deal like this is scary this is like there's like a lot of emotions and feelings and like we're both reacting right now mm-hmm. and that's like not really helping anything you know yeah. um so you know we really had to like take a beat and take a moment and like really have a really uncomfortable conversation about like everything that we were really truly feeling you know like yeah, I was going to say, did you guys have to, like, sit down and, like, over dinner or something and have a conversation? Oh, or how did that girl, it was still morning. Like, that's how the <laughs> day started. It was oh, rough. Oh, God. Yeah. That you like know? So, um, we, I checked into my Airbnb at 2, you know, and by the afternoon, like, we had worked through it and we were fine and we had both acknowledged, like, how we were feeling mm-hmm. and that we were, like, reacting and, like, you know, it wasn't, but it was, I feel like it's, I, I'm sharing because I feel like in those moments when you're in a relationship and you have a conflict like that, so often people can be like, your mind kind of goes to this place where it's like, what's wrong with us? You know, like what, mm-hmm. like this isn't normal, but like, it is so normal, yeah. especially if you're two damaged human beings <laughs> with a lot of shit, <laughs> you know, which we are. Um, yeah. But like that growth in that moment was just like, I look at it now and I'm like, I'm, I'm so thankful that it happened because it's like, wow, like we've really fucking grown and we were able to like reset the tone for the rest of the day and completely turn shit around, which was like not something that we ever used to be capable of doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something that like, I just wanted to share on here because I feel like obviously I'm not going to go on my Instagram and talk about that shit, you know, like I'm not going to like put my relationship on blast in that way, but like, um I don't know I just think it's important to share those kind of things because it's like people can see such a small part of your life and just be like oh things are so perfect and like my recovery has been going really smooth so far Mm -hmm. um but you know it's not just all like perfection oh definitely not and I'm sure and I'm sure a lot of people have these types of situations too it's just not really talked about often so it's nice to hear like the full truths about like what you're going through um with your recovery and the whole situation in general yeah yeah it's been um it's been wild but yeah after that we were all good and how's crazy I was gonna say how how's he um how has he been with uh postpartum I know I know the last uh, episode we talked about you know preparation you were gonna have your mom with you and and whatnot how's he how's he been um since then He's been amazing. Um, so, the, yeah, the first week, my mom was with me. Um, she stayed with me at the Airbnb. So that was, like, perfect. Like, I can't imagine anybody else, like, taking better care of me than my mom, especially because, like, the first few days are obviously the most difficult as far as, like, your mobility and, like, what you're able to do 
Um, and yeah, my like, I don't know, moms, like, come on, yeah. who's, who's going to take better <laughs> care of you than your freaking mom? So yeah. yeah, my mom was amazing. Such a godsend. I was so happy to have her here. I actually got really emotional the day she was leaving. Oh. Um, it was kind of scary, you know, cause I was like, shit, I'm going to be by myself during the day. Cause Adam is still working. Um, but yeah, no, he's been amazing. And we've kind of found our own rhythm, you know, in the second week of my recovery, which is where I'm at right now, the end of that. Um, so yeah, he's, he's been awesome. He's been super helpful. Um, very patient. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I've, it's actually been, um, I don't want to say easier because I don't want to make it seem like this is easy because obviously it's not like it's I'm just a really highly adaptable person and I know yeah. you can relate to that too oh right? yeah like definitely. I'm just really adaptable so I well and I think every situation too like especially with like this surgery specifically every doctor is different every situation is different like every yes. case is different so the recovery is going to be different the operation like everything is different so it's it's kind of hard for I mean I don't think anyone should look at the situation as being like the same like it it's all gonna yes. be the same because it isn't that's so true yeah and every doctor does like have different methods and they're gonna you like if you've done the research and on your doctor, right. And you've done the consultations and you feel good and you feel comfortable with your doctor, like you just have to trust them. And that's, that's where Mm -hmm. I've been at. Like, I just, I trust Dr. Chopra and everything that he tells me to do. That's what I fucking do. Um, (laughs) And I will say like, I actually love all of like his methods, like even just um, the way he stitches you up and seals me up. So like, I haven't, um, even seen my incision yet I'll see it tomorrow um, but okay. I haven't ha- I haven't had to like swap out tape and like do all those things that I see a lot of other people having to do and like that's pretty classic methods mm-hmm. um, but he's like really innovative like he's he's doing things that a lot of other doctors aren't doing in order to make the recovery process smoother and easier and better for his patient and like I'm so numb like all of the methods that he uses to like numb you (laughs) even um I appreciate that shit you know yeah oh I'm sure I'm sure I mean that it's not it's not like you're I don't know getting like a piece of glass off your finger like it's a pretty major surgery (laughs) yeah it's a huge trauma that you're you know my body just went through so um yeah I'm super thankful just everything has been going really smooth so far so it's been great yeah I mean that's awesome and you look incredible too so thank you (laughs) every time I look at you I I show Mario and I'm like Mario look and he he's like that's Marlena and I said yeah that's Marlena and then I like start talking in my stomach and I like look at him and I'm like look this is what I would look like (laughs) girl your day will come I know your day will come someday and I think that that's important too for people to understand that like it's a process, right? Like everybody's journey is going to look different. And for some people, you know, they'll, they, they have no interest in having their loose skin removed and like, that's perfectly okay too. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it, it is, it's, it's fucking life changing, honestly. And you know, my body had looked the way that it looked for so long. Yeah, um, I'm sure that alone, like is, it just makes you feel, it makes it feel so much more surreal too. It does. Like, it's almost like a reward for all of my hard work. <laughs> I mean, um, it is in a sense. I yeah. Mean- <laughs> and, and you know, for me, my weight was tied into my trauma. So 
this was almost like the last piece of that trauma removed from like literally removed from my body which is like crazy but I'll say like yeah it's nice having a flat stomach it's nice having like a normal belly button but honestly like it's about to get graphic but honestly shit my we fa- all or nothing tell me it all i uh, know right i, I think and i already it, know what you're gonna say actually. and and mom if you're listening just fast forward like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> but honestly the pussy rejuvenation <laughs> has been oh my god it's it's mind-blowing oh my god all right you're convincing me don't i'll go tell mario this right now he'll tell me just like Girl. on the peloton do it <laughs> he'll be like come on let's just go let's do it it's it's insane and it's weird because like I, I remember waking up from anesthesia and literally the first thing i did was check my vagina i was like i was like i gotta feel it i gotta see it what is it like what's the mirror yeah i was like oh my god my fupa is gone like literally she was she was lifted inches you know inches it's so much more accessible oh my gosh and i bet yeah it's funny and it's funny because like they tell you so like you know obviously you have a catheter in uh like during surgery so i i opted they'll they offered to leave it in for 24 hours and take it out at my follow-up. But I was like, no, take that shit out. Yeah. I was like, please take it out. I can see by myself. Um, so they're like, okay, when we take the catheter out, it takes about 24 hours or it might take up to 24 hours for your bladder and your urethra to like wake back up. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, but once it wakes up, it's going to be like, like literally I was peeing like every 20 to 30 minutes. Like once hey, I, after you, that first pee, right? I was going to say, you you got that, uh, that stand-up funnel thing. I mean, that yes. thing. <laughs> yes, the she-we. And I used it for the first couple days after that I was able to sit on the toilet just fine, mm-hmm. um, which I'm so thankful for like how strong my body is because I was getting up on day one. Wow. using Using my leg muscles and my arm muscles, you know? I'm so sure. I think that's. That's a big thing, like, because I, I have that muscle-mind connection just from weightlifting and strength training. Um, so that has come in handy so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, on your stories, uh, you were posting up, you know, that you were walking around with your mom's help. And I'm like, damn, she's getting around pretty damn good for just having surgery. You know, you see these people that are hunched over with the walkers and stuff like that. And I'm like, are you sure you just had surgery? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I kind of expected that, though, because I knew I was going into this, like, really strong and healthy. So, mm-hmm. um, and my doctor straight up was like, don't use a walker. Like, and I've seen that, too, like, uh, you know, online and stuff. Doctors are like, I mean, I don't know. And listen, everybody's different. Everybody's surgery is going to look different. Some people have more invasive surgeries um, than I did, but for what I had done, like using a walker is really just going to um, delay your healing because moving your body is the best thing that you can do after yeah. surgery. Well, it makes sense um, too. I yeah, mean, it helps you heal. You know, uh, can I point something out for a second about like skin removal and surgery? Um, yeah. I feel like, okay, so like I've had five babies and obviously like when you blow a balloon up, it doesn't and it deflates, it doesn't go back down to normals. You have like that loose skin. Yeah. Um, I feel like 
I don't know. I don't even know how to say this without sounding weird, but I feel like in a sense when like when you have that stomach there, not every I'm saying for me personally, I feel like there's still this pressure to want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. because of my stomach if I, if my stomach yes. was cut off I wouldn't I, I told this to Mario the other night I said if if I had a tummy tuck I I don't think I would actually feel the need to want to lose any more weight like because most of my weights in my ass and my legs I don't <laughs> want that going anywhere you know what I mean so it's like it's weird because you know some people they have the stomach there and 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 it's in a sense it's loose skin so it ain't gonna go anywhere when you lose weight but it's like subconsciously in your mind you have this thought that like if you lose weight it's gonna go away but I don't actually necessarily think that so why do I still feel like sometimes like losing more weight would help my stomach go down more you know what I yeah. mean it's, like, it's weird it's, it's mental weird. it's a, it's a total mental thing for sure it's so weird so, excuse me I'm still very phlegmy <laughs> which say, is a side of Y'all, it's a side effect of surgery that I didn't even think about or know about, like how bad my throat hurt right afterwards. And I'm still like hacking shit up. So please excuse me. But um, no, that's that's totally that totally is part of it, too. Like that was a big struggle for me. And I talked about that in my um, episode that I did for my my journey to cosmetic mm-hmm. surgery and that was a big piece of it was that mental piece is like looking in the mirror and feeling like what the fuck like my body looks the same right mm-hmm. even though it doesn't look the same but like having that belly hang like it is a total mental struggle and I totally get what you're saying where you feel like okay if I lose 10 more pounds it'll go away but like it's not gonna go away because it's yeah. skin right and it's, it's like skin. we know that but for right. some reason subconsciously we we act like yeah, it's yeah. Going, I don't know it's weird because it's, like if someone's a said, mental struggle for sure because like my like let's say like my mom comes up to me she's like I want to lose like 15 more pounds you know whatever before I do this like I would I would tell her I'd be like that 15 more pounds isn't gonna change much in yeah. that area like I would say that to her so why do we tend to think these things to ourselves it's like a sub- giant culture it's, it's giant so culture. crazy <laughs> it's crazy it's weird it's it like, is. It's, it's diet culture that I that feeling that we like constantly need to be losing weight. Um, but you know, I think that we all just have to go through the process, you know, when you're on a weight loss journey, like that transition from losing weight to like being content and maintaining mm-hmm. your weight is um, I think a struggle for anybody, you know, whether they they struggle with their body image or not, or whether, you know, because not everybody has loose skin in their stomach. Not everybody, yeah. you know, everybody loses weight so differently. But I know for you and I, like, we kind of held our loose skin very similarly, like in the same area. Yeah. Um, and then like, of course, like with, you know, we have like that same personality of constantly like, you know, wanting to do this for like three weeks and then switching it up to something else. And I tend to go through that even when it comes to like, let's just say weight loss, for example, like for three weeks or four weeks, like I'll be doing my thing. And then like maybe like a week or two, like I don't, I'm not doing anything. Like the past couple of weeks, I haven't been tracking anything, which is like perfectly fine with me. Like I feel fine. Um, but like, and then like, I'll have a couple of weeks where I want to, and you know, like maybe I want to track calories this week. Maybe I want to do points next week. Like it, it's just like what I feel like doing. I just do it. Like whatever. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, it is what it is. It's kind of, I don't know. It's weird. I, I just change things up often. Yeah. In a sense. 
I'm but... totally the same way. Um, <laughs> but for me, like, I just had to let go of all that stuff. So yeah, I, even like with my massages, so I'm doing lymphatic drainage massages. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy who does my massages, he was like talking to me about like, you know, because a lot of people and I learned this in I joined like a Facebook group. Which let me say, Facebook groups are so fucking toxic. Yes, and um, scary. Like people yeah. point out the scariest shit sometimes. Yes. So I joined this tummy tuck Facebook group and yo, there's so many people doing cosmetic surgery who I don't want to sound judgy, but I'm a judgy person, so I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> these say people it. should not these people are not mentally prepared to be doing cosmetic surgery. People are booking surgeries and they still have 30, 40, 50 pounds to lose. Oh my god. People are, you know, so there's a lot of diet culture tied into all of this. Obviously, because people are changing their bodies, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was having a massage and he was talking to me about, oh, you know, for a lot of people, it's really important to like be tracking your calories afterwards. And I was like, I'm just gonna stop you right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm past that. Like, I know you don't know me and you don't really like know my full story, but like, please don't be bringing this diet culture into, into my massages because I don't need, I don't need this shit in my brain. Okay. I'm trying, and I'm really just trying to get back to my normal habits, my normal eating, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, the, these, these Facebook groups, holy shit. So many people, um, yeah, just like horror stories. And it's like, I was people, gonna who, say. people who don't do any research on the doctors that they're having surgeries done, and their do- doctors are just like botching them and like using these methods that like, make no sense. And you know, it's like, there's like, yeah, you can have lipo, but there's certain fat in your body that like, there's nothing surgically that you can do about it. Yeah. So like, if you have that visceral fat that's underneath your muscles, and you have a lot of it, and you're trying to have a tummy duck, like, it's probably not going to look that great. No, <laughs> I, like, it, it makes you look more like you're, like, pregnant in a sense. Because yeah. like, they pull the skin down, but since the fat's still under the muscle, like, they don't get to that. So, like, right. it and creates then, this rounded look. Yep, and then people haven't already developed the healthy habits pre-surgery. So then they have surgery, and then they go right back to their habits. Like, I saw, like, a post in there, and this girl's like, talking about how she you know she feels awful she's so bloated and people are like well what are you eating like what are you doing and she's like fucking eating horribly you know like just eating just like you know like no moderation no like going right back to like you know fast food and you know just eating in a really not great way um you know and it's like well no wonder why you feel like shit like no wonder why you're so freaking bloated you know people it's just crazy to me um it sounds like like she's a lot of people are resulting to surgery for as like a quick fix yes and a doctor who will do that is not a good doctor no because they're literally (laughs) only taking you for your money they don't give a shit they'll just botch you like that's one thing that i looked for in doctors is i only wanted to work with doctors that expected that i had maintained my weight loss for at least a year yeah but that was a, a a that was like a what's the word I'm looking for it was like a qualification you know they mm-hmm. won't work with you unless you've kept your weight off for at least a certain amount of time if it's like a weight loss you know skin yeah. removal thing did um did you see I don't I, I think I may have been in one of those um 
one of those groups in the past just out of curiosity yeah and there was a there was like a big thing going around about a place I don't know if it was in Georgia or Alabama or Louisiana somewhere around there of a place that was doing liposuction while people were awake oh did you hear about that that's crazy I've seen people having stuff like that done awake I'm I just could like, never. what? Like, what? How? Bitch, I can't even have dental work done awake. Like, <laughs> knock me the fuck out, please. And, like, <laughs> these people were getting, like, their shit was, like, all fucked up. But, mm. like, the, the people were going to them because they were offering these ridiculously cheap prices. Cheap, right? Because there's no anesthesia. No. Like, how? That's how do crazy. you get something like that done with no anesthesia? I oh, mean, my gosh. It, I'm sorry, and I think I said this before in an episode, but, like something like cosmetic surgery like you shouldn't be looking for a good deal you shouldn't be looking no. for a group on like you shouldn't be no. looking for like a sale you know it's like tattoos like I have the same view on getting tattoos like if it's cheap there's a reason you yeah. know like uh, you exactly. get what you pay for and not that you should overpay like do your research and know what that median price point is for your area you know, like overpaying doesn't necessarily mean you're getting better, but like underpaying, if you're getting something for cheap, especially in cosmetic surgery, like beware. Yeah, like that's yeah. your body. It's, it's not like you're getting your nails done. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like you're going to be cut. And yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy yes. to me. And I think some people are so desperate for that quick fix that like they'll do they'll just go into it and, and figure they'll deal with the repercussions later. And then they they're so pissed off that they want to file suits and they can't because like, you know, cause you got to sign all that <laughs> shit. Guess what? You're, you're agreeing to like be okay with whatever the outcome is. Exactly. Regardless of what doctor you're seeing. So exactly. Know your shit, do your research. Um, yeah, it's, it's scary. Yeah. Those Facebook groups are wild. Like now I just look in there for like <laughs> entertainment, honestly, <laughs> Which is so fucked up, but like, I was it in, is. I was it is. It's a, crazy. Uh, I was in a group for um, like hiatal hernias because I, you know, half of my stomach is in my chest. Yeah. And <laughs> back when I was pregnant and and I was having a lot of issues, I'd post up like oh, I'm having some chest pain after I just ate, and people were like, "You're gonna die. You have an obstruction going on oh, right now." <laughs> I'm like me with my anxiety. I'm like, oh my god, Mario, I'm gonna die. I'm like, something's seriously wrong. I think I need to go to the hospital. Oh my god. <laughs> those fucking people probably knew me by my first name when I was pregnant. But uh, but yeah, those fucking groups can be really toxic. And I mean, everyone always, everyone's gonna say what they want to say, even if it's not the truth. So it's like mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt. Really, just totally. be in tune with your own body and 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 whatnot. But yeah, those groups yeah. are crazy. Crazy. It's yeah, it's wild the varying uh, experiences that people have, oh and it's gosh, like they, people don't share common like situations. Like people aren't going to take the time to say, "Yeah, I had, you know, my 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 results are pretty good, whatever." Like yeah. people are more likely to share bad experience than they are to share good experiences. So like, so it's, true. It's not really the highest percentage of people you're 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 hearing from a smaller I don't know I guess it depends on what we're talking about here too yeah Um, but well I'll say my experience has been um 10 uh, I mean I (laughs) already knew it was going to be good but it is like far exceeded my expectations which is awesome and I'm still numb my chin is still numb too um which is great because it's like I can't feel the pain 
yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah, but just to circle back. So I mentioned like how it takes, you know, they tell you that it um, takes a little bit for like your bladder to wake back up. Um, and my, my favorite part of my surgery being my vagina <laughs> lift. Um, it took, I just want to share this because I feel like this is something that like I've, have never heard anybody else share about this type of surgery. And if you have a tummy tuck, it's just going to naturally lift to your man's area. Um, but yeah, it took, it took about nine days for my vagina to wake back up. Oh my <laughs> Let me tell you, you guys. It's so amazing. <laughs> like, I, um, another thing in that group, someone, okay, so, like, again, the Facebook group, people were, like, talking about how it hurts to orgasm, mm-hmm. and I was, like, that cannot be fucking normal, <laughs> um, and I'm here to report that it did not for me, okay, day Where's nine, day nine, I was awake, I was accessible, I was, like, damn, <laughs> this is what it's supposed to be like, for real? Oh, my God, um, it's, like, a whole new world. It really is. And honestly, like, I cannot wait to have sex with my husband. Mario, <laughs> where you at? <laughs> You're like, I got another, uh, another great, uh, another great reason I need to have one. Yes. Another great pro for the, the pros and cons list. You'll benefit from it. Right. Yes, definitely. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so awesome though. I'm happy for you because I'm sure like going from like not not being able to have these experiences or like having them, but like knowing that it's not to like full potential, like, and then now having this, I bet it just, well, it's, I bet it's going to, not that anyone's relationship is bad to begin with, but it can only get better. I mean. Oh, absolutely. This is definitely, I was telling Adam that I was like, this is like, this was for me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my body and everything, but I'm like, this is going to enhance both of our lives. <laughs> 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 for sure. He's probably counting sure. down the days. I know, right? He's like, what did you say? Four to six weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it's been two. Fuck, we're halfway there. <laughs> It'll be there, though. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully these next couple of weeks will go by somewhat fast. I know sometimes yeah. when it comes to surgeries, that recovery time can be, like, so dragging ass. But yeah. Hopefully it'll yeah. be my past. Honestly, the first two weeks have gone by much faster than I expected. And tomorrow I get all my, like, the day this episode goes up, I get all my sutras out. Like, everything else comes off so I actually get to, like, see my incision. And, oh, my like, God. I bet you're my so dra- excited. Yes, my drain comes out, which, like, so many people were like, oh, the drain is the worst part. Honestly, the drain hasn't been that terrible i'm like it is what it is like it's there for a reason it serves a purpose Mm -hmm. so like it doesn't really bother me that much but i am pretty ready to get rid of it so i can like it's hard to like get dressed and like it's just cumbersome you know i'm sure it's a pain in the ass now like with with the drain do you um like are you still numb in that area so like do you not feel the the I, I don't know, is it a hose or whatever the heck it is? Yeah, or? so um, I'm not I'm actually not numb in that area. And I did tug it for the first time the other morning, like just half asleep, like trying to go pee. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't super pleasant, but it's it, it's not, again, it's not painful. It's just mm-hmm. uncomfortable. And that's just yeah. my experience. You know, everybody has different pain tolerances. My pain tolerance is extremely high. So mm. um yeah no I just find it uncomfortable but yeah it is um it's weird to have like a tube 
and like a sack of fluid like attached to your body <laughs> yeah so, i'm sure it's not the prettiest yeah. yeah but last night i got to sleep on my side comfortably for the first time oh my god <laughs> that was like oh thank jesus i was so happy Oh my god, I bet. I can't sleep on my back, so God knows how that would do for me, but yeah. for you, I mean, It's I'm all sure. about the pillows, honestly. The body mm. pillow, if you're if you're like a stomach side sleeper, uh get a body pillow. It'll change your life. Seriously. <laughs> like yeah. the like the pregnancy pillows, I think that's like what they call them. Yeah, I have like one a- in my closet. I don't even use it. Girl, <clears throat> pull it out. And start <laughs> using that shit. <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh um but yeah so there's there's the feb feb recap really <laughs> yeah it's been a long month you know <laughs> a long short month a lot long happened. literally like a lot like i don't even think i talked about this yet but like so you know how i got the peloton <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i'm kind of like probably gonna return the peloton <laughs> Girl, buy you a cheap one. I already knew you were going to say that. But, like, listen, so this is my biggest thing. Like, I have kids at home. So when I go to work out, like, and even when they, even when Mario's home, like, he's distracting me. And the air isn't moving right in my house. Like, I'm not, like, all these small <laughs> things are just, like, I'm in the middle of a ride. And I have that push going. And I want to keep it there. But then it's, like, the air isn't moving right oh my god I'm starting to get hot is the heat on is the heat coming up on me are these kids climbing on the counter like and then I end up like if my push like automatically like goes back down like I'm like you know you're on edge on edge on edge like you're about to go off that roller coaster and then all of a sudden the you know Rosalie's yelling mommy Elena's going up the counter and then I have to turn to the left and all of a sudden she's gone and I can't snap off right away yeah I I feel angry I feel so incredibly angry I feel worse than I did when I initially started working out and so I know people are telling me we'll just put it in a different room do it in the dark regardless if the kids are home or Mario's home I'm distracted the air isn't moving like it's just I don't know I know I talked about this in the podcast episode before this one our first one where it's like I look forward to getting out of the house and away for my workouts and I figured you know this month that you know if I'm using my time wisely it would be smart for me to do my workouts at home and then that would save me some time to work on my cookies and although that was true it wasn't helping me mentally at all I was actually in a worse situation so that's the first thing the second thing is the bluetooth is not working on this shit I've contacted customer service the airpods (laughs) are not connecting like I connect it I disconnected it from everything I connected it to the bike and um the bike itself is disconnecting and connecting every second. Like it's it's a second on, a second off, second on. That would drive me fucking crazy. And uh, like literally, <laughs> it would make it's making me pissed off. And and uh, okay, so the speakers uh, have no bass, so it sounds like those cheap headphones that you get at the dollar <laughs> store. Do you know what I mean? And if you're gonna yes. pay two, two grand for a bike, like I, I would hope that there would be some base in it. I right. love the bike. I love the screen. It looks so nice. But if I can't use my headphones with this shit, I'm not gonna be able to get a good workout in. That's that. That's yeah. that's the end of it. So honestly, 
yeah, I have a, I'm, I'm issuing, like, I'm getting a refund for this shit and I'm sending it back. And it like, this is like one of those things where it's like, I get so obsessed with something and then I'm like sick of it for two weeks and then I want to jump back in it. And I feel like this month, like I did try to make the change to get my workouts in at home and whatnot, but it's just not working out for me. And I feel like that's okay because you have to find, you have to do trial and error. You have to try things, figure mm-hmm. out if it's going to work. And then if not, Go back to what you're doing. And for me, that's going to be working out at the gym. I need my time away from the house to get my workouts in. And everyone's different. That's just for me, though. And I definitely feel like I need to prioritize what's going to make me feel better mentally, regardless if it's going to take time away from me doing my cookies. Because if I don't feel good mentally, I ain't going to feel good when I'm making them cookies. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. That's why I'm saying a lot happened this month because I bought a Peloton. I used the Peloton. I resorted the Peloton. (laughs) I just would like the record to show that I told you not to buy that fucking book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. You You said no. You know what? Like, I was like, I was like real blunt too. I was like, don't fucking do it. Yeah, you were like the only person that was being like that told me not to. Everyone else is like, do it, do it, do it. Just do it. It's for you. And I did it. And yeah, now, now I'm like, the child under the parents I know you're right (laughs) (laughs) hey sometimes we just gotta learn the hard way right and not that it was even hard right like you return it you get your money back so you put that $600 down like do you think you're gonna take that 600 and like put it towards your savings plan oh yeah yeah definitely I'm I'm throwing it right I'm throwing it right in there I mean if I don't like you know I'm just gonna spend it on something else that's not really useful I mean I felt like if anything was going to be useful it would have been the Peloton but apparently not so um, yeah and you know what working out at home is really difficult like I've never been an at-home worker outer and I can't imagine how much more difficult it is with children around and I mean some people can do it and and they do good but but when but when you're but when you're um like a a escape or like that you alone time is tied so much into your activity like for you like leaving the house being able to like leave and like have that time just for yourself like that's such a big part of your activity and like getting your movement in and like a big part of why it's so fulfilling for you and for so long too yeah it's been this way for so long and like and it's, it's not even just getting away too. It's the habit of getting ready, the habit of getting in the car and having like, I don't know, like maybe an energy drink or like having something with it and driving to the gym and looking at myself in the mirror for a second and yeah. pumping, like all that stuff is what I'm used to doing. And like here it's like, okay, I go put my clothes on, I get on and I get off and it's like, okay, usually I'm like taking an hour before I get home, but now I'm not, which is nice. But like, I don't know. It's different. It's different. I gave my, uh, you know, I gave my, I give myself credit cause I tried, I tried to work out at home, but I'm not getting the same emotional feeling like I do when I'm working out at the gym. So I lose some time. It is what it is, but I'd rather feel like a, like a fucking motherfucking boss when I'm leaving the gym than <laughs> feeling like a motherfucking bitch when I get off the bike at home, you know? Totally. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. I love the bike, but it's just, the bike is nice. I mean, I'd recommend it to anyone. It's expensive, but it's <laughs> nice. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, it's just, it's not going to work for me. So. And that's okay. Right. Yep. And that is okay. It's okay to pivot and for things to change and for us to try something and to not work out and to 
go back so do you think you're just gonna go back to like doing rides at the gym like you oh, were yeah. yeah like I'll be doing rides but I need to recognize when I get into these obsessive behaviors and try and try and minima- minimize it because I mean it is beneficial to take advantage of when you're feeling good but it also I don't want to make myself sick of doing things because I tend to go in those cycles of wanting to do it for like three weeks and then I don't do it for two weeks and then I go back to it for three weeks and yeah. I mean I mean it is what it is but it's like I want to be able to like, I don't want to say do it all because I don't want to sound like I'm like superwoman, but I want to <laughs> be able to get a couple, you know, maybe I'll plan for like two rides a week or something. And then um, I'll do like my weights. I want to get back to my weights. That's what makes me feel best is having, you know, lifting weights. So I totally. started going back to the gym actually uh, <clears throat> during the week last week. And I just felt immediately like just immediately back to normal if that makes sense like it, everything just felt more normal I don't know it's weird I guess when you're used to doing something for so long like that's just normal for you so I went back I feel great I'm gonna be trying to do I still need to find that middle ground of like you know what days I should go typically I was going five days a week is that realistic right now probably not so maybe aiming I don't know um, I don't know maybe three days a week that's, yeah. that's something that I got to sit down and think about but I definitely try to be realistic. Yeah. So it's a great segue into like, what are our March goals, right? Like, what are we looking to do this month? Um, I know we're already, what, half a week into this month. Um, so I like to set very specific goals for every month, usually like four to five. Um, <clears throat> so my goals for this month, um, be kind to myself as I heal. Recovery is going smooth, but it is frustrating, um, especially when you are such an active person to be like so limited. I'm exhausted so easily. Like I was telling you, um, like I freaking swept the the house. I'm staying in the Airbnb. Like I just did some cleaning and I was like, it literally wiped me out for like two days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like was so exhausted. So just Crazy. being kind to myself through this process, um, leveling up my movement every week. Um, they say, you know, you should be um, walking more and more every week um, and doing more and more activities. Um, my, I've been learning Spanish through Duolingo. It's like an app. So doing that daily, daily meditation. Um, and then the last goal, which is probably the biggest one for the month, is <laughs> a life goal to pick a path um, for this next chapter of our life. We still haven't bought a house actually traveling in a couple weeks to Puerto Rico to explore an option there Um, but like Adam and I really need to just like make a decision firmly and stick to it on where the fuck we're gonna live yeah what we're gonna do so that's what my March is kind of looking like what's your March looking like Um, what are you trying to do so for me I one big thing that I need to do is come up with a plan for um, how many orders per week I want to take because you know, having that time away with Mario on the me- weekend made me realize that I need to start putting some t- family time aside. And not that I intentionally don't spend time with my family, but sometimes, again, I get fixed on things and, you know, I weeks pass by. So I need to sit down and come up with a plan for how many orders I need to take a week and just cap it at that because I have been taking way too many orders and I have been at that table for hours on end. So that's one of my main um, my main goals. Uh, the second goal, 
listening to investing podcasts. Um, I'm going to look into some big beginner ones. Um, so that way I can at least know what I'm doing instead of just throwing money somewhere and <laughs> depending on others, you know? Yeah. And totally. um, then uh, obviously continuing the same goals last month, uh, trying to find balance with work and working out and really trying to uh, find what's going to work for me that is going to be sustainable that is going to make me feel good and although I tried that out last month I'm just going to continue with what I know with works and and go from there and uh, I would say my last goal is to kind of pull myself back into my gluten and dairy free so with us going out that weekend I ate some things that weren't gluten and dairy free and I paid I have paid for it for like the last week oh. um, it has been horrible it was like <clears throat> I almost thought I was gonna have to go back on indigestion medication um we had what did I had I had salmon um green beans I we had these truffle fries um we had steak and um I had a couple drinks a couple too many drinks I should say um chocolate <clears throat> mousse cake stuff like that that <laughs> I shouldn't eat and uh, it, it caused me to have some severe pain in my upper right quadrant. And I honestly thought my gallbladder was going to explode. Like I couldn't even lay on it. And it, oh. I had to go to the doctors like it, this past week. It was, it was insane. And everything is turning out normal. Like my blood works, everything is normal. And so the only thing that they can find is inflammation possibly in like my small intestine. And that could be as a result of gluten and dairy of me yeah. having those things. And so this, this month, well, I, I, you know, even though I say it's this month's goal, it's really just getting myself back into it because sometimes like when I have something that like, for instance, when we went out over this weekend, it was easy for me to catch myself trying to reach for some like Cheez-Its or reach for these things that I really shouldn't be eating. And it's, it's hard because especially like with Instagram, you know, people are saying like moderation and all that stuff. And it's and it's true. But for someone like me who has gluten and dairy sensitivities, moderation isn't okay because it hurts me. Like it, right. it, 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 it inflames me and I am in pain and I feel like I'm dying. It's so crazy to say, but I do. I get heart palpitations, all these things. And um, so more or less, it's, it's kind of resetting myself, refocusing and, you know, really paying attention that is this going to make me feel good or not? And if not, then I shouldn't eat it. And I actually like already started that this week. And I feel, um, you know, the past couple of days, I do feel, I do feel better. So um, that's pretty much it for March. Awesome. I don't want to put too much. Yeah. And, much. and I think it's important too, that like, yeah, certain goals, like we just carry over, right? Like mm -hmm. every month and it's like, okay, I'm just going to continue to work on this. Doesn't mean I have to strive for perfection or that, you know, like it's going to look like anybody else's what anybody else is doing but like mm -hmm. I know for me like certain goals just get carried over every single month and that's okay <laughs> to continue to keep trying to work on something and maybe we didn't do our best at it but as long as you're trying and you're setting those intentions that's what matters um and man I have to say like having like food allergies and like sensitivities like that has to be so difficult, like coming from a place of like, you know, disordered eating or eat having eating disorders and like knowing that like full restriction can be so triggering, but like also knowing that like 
you're literally making yourself sick if you eat these things. You know, like you said, like you can't moderately eat them because they make you, they literally make you sick. Literally. It's like I could have five Cheez-Its and all of a sudden I have, my chest is burning on fire. My throat feels like there's like burning holes, scratching. Like it's insane. And like, I never used to be this way. And ever since I had Luca, my entire body has changed and it's hard sometimes because when you're on Instagram and people are saying those things, it's almost like, uh, some of us can't eat in moderation. Like, and I'm not trying to portray restricting yourself, but like for me, like, I don't know, I guess once I'm in like for weeks, I'm eating this way and whatnot and I find different things to eat, like I'm fine. But if I have a night where me and Mario go out and I decide to have it after that, the next day I'm like, well, I'll just have a couple and it's fine. And it's really not. So it's kind of hard to get yourself back into that, like get yourself back into that in a sense. And it's weird because like, you know, people at Weight Watchers, they'll be like, we'll just throw it all away. And I've always been the person that's like, why throw it away? Like just have a little bit and that's it. And now it's, I had to completely change that in my mind. Like I can't think like that because it's not the case. That shit fucking hurts. It's like, I mean, and it's crazy because, when you hear gluten and dairy free, you think celiac disease, right? And that's kind of like, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But I'm just like piecing shit together. But celiac disease is an autoimmune disease, right? Like, do you know that? Yes. Is it? Yep. Okay. It is, yeah. It's so right. I told you I have psoriasis, right? Yep. Psoriasis is an autoimmune disease, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And gallbladder. So my gallbladder is only working at 51% according to a HIDA scan that I had back in January. Apparently, people find, tend to find out after. So they have all these symptoms. They get their gallbladder out because they're assuming it's the gallbladder. They find out afterwards they have celiac disease commonly because of the symptoms they had were portrayed as gallbladder issues. Like, what if I have fucking celiac disease? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on with me right now? I have so many issues. And sometimes when it comes to doctors, like doctors practice medicine. They don't know everything. They just right. practice it. And sometimes when you like you go in, you're like, this is what's going on with my body. They 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 kind of look at it as an insult. Like, you're not a doctor. I am. How are you going to tell me what's <laughs> going on? You know, Mm -hmm. but you know your body more than anyone else to know that like how you feel is not normal. And sometimes you have to put your foot down with the freaking doctors and say something is wrong with my body. Like something I'm 28. I shouldn't be feeling like this every single day. That's this is not the way to live. But there's so many people in this world that need to be seen by doctors that it's shrugged off half the time and symptoms are treated and the problems aren't treated. Right. And it's just it's it's insane. It's this horrible thing. But sometimes you just have to put your foot down and, you know, tell them as it is or, you know, to better yourself. And that's kind of where I'm at in my process. I mean, it's just crazy with all this. So what is going on with your surgery? Like, are they still planning to do that? So I was supposed to have hiatal hernia surgery because the doctors were assuming that a lot of these issues I'm having is because of my hernia. And that makes absolute zero sense. Mm. Um, Because since going gluten and dairy free, I don't have those issues. Like, interesting. Isn't it? It's crazy. Um, So I was supposed to have my surgery in January and they canceled all surgeries because of COVID. And they said that they would call everyone back to reschedule. I never got a call back. And I immediately went gluten and dairy free like sometime around then. It was around like between around Christmas and the early January. And so I told myself, well, if I feel good doing this, why am I going to put myself through a major surgery? Right. 
Um, so I haven't heard from them and I, and so I just, you know, I don't really want to have surgery unless I have to have surgery. Um, so I'm not planning to have it now if all these symptoms come back and I mean, I don't know. I just feel like there's, it's something else going on, especially, you know, with us going out to eat and me having those bad things and then all my symptoms coming back, except even worse. Like that's telling me there's something going on that's nutritional, like, you know, di- diet issues. Yeah. Um, I did have like endoscopies done and they said that when they tested, they did some biopsies, it showed signs for some type of food allergies or sensitivities. So all this shit is going hand in hand, but nobody's piecing it together. Isn't that crazy? It's, oh, trust me. (laughs) I get it. As someone who has autoimmunity issues and sees way too many doctors on a regular basis, it's so frustrating, especially when you like, know you know your body better than anybody. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, it can be so frustrating to be in these medical situations where you're like, no, like, this is what's going on. And you're being told by this professional that you're wrong. And you're like, how the fuck am I wrong about my body? Like, Mm -hmm. exactly. It's so frustrating. Um, You know, and that's why I talk so much about advocating for yourself in medical situations. But like, I say that. And when you're in those situations, like, it's almost like you're being gaslit by these doctors, yes, you know, exactly. where it's they're like, where you're like, am I making this up? Like, am I just crazy? Like, what is going on? It can be so frustrating, but it's insane. Hey, and, that and- surgery being canceled, honestly, sounds like it was like meant to be. Clearly, obviously. And I'm glad in a sense, because I mean, I was freaking out about it. But uh, I don't know, I'm grateful that it got canceled, because I feel like I'm starting to figure this shit out my damn self. Yeah. I should have the freaking medical degree at this point. <laughs> Shit. Oh my gosh. I could so relate. <laughs> well, I can't wait to talk at the end of March and see where we're at and how we did this month and how we slayed our goals. Yes. I'm excited. Um, yeah, me too. It's crazy. It's about to be it's gonna be a whole nother month after this. So I know. So if you're if you're setting goals with us and working towards them, hell yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed it and if you did please leave us a review we greatly appreciate that and we'll see you bitches next monday bye